0: Radio Renegade
1: Talk Radio Hey folks, welcome back to Liberty and Cocktails with me, Carl Higby. Uh, today we're going to be joined by Judge Janine Perro. Now, that I know this is taboo in the radio industry to admit, but I did tape this the other day. I actually taped it right before she went on the view. So, if you hear her in a noisy setting, it's literally because she was on the East Side Highway driving up in between book tour stops. But uh, right after her interview, we're gonna because she was on the move. Uh, we're gonna discuss this with Kyle Reyes, a fellow whiskey patriot of mine and uh, dear friend. We're gonna break down what happened on the View, what happened with her, what the question where the question and answer went awry, and why Whoopi Goldberg is just so crazy. Stay tuned. But without further ado, hey Judge, how are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I appreciate you coming on. We'll just uh, jump right into it. I wanna. I, I see this new book. It's already a bestseller. <laughs> 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 I just I love the title. First off, okay, liars, leakers, and liberals. Where did you come up with this?
2: Well, you know, uh, do, do you ever watch television and somebody's mouthing off about something, and you say you're a liar, and that just kind of went from there. You know, they were the liars and the ones who were leaking, and uh, amazingly, the liberals, the progressives, the socialists. But look, I I'm not an ideologue, Carl. Um, You know, I've been a prosecutor, a judge, and a DA for 30 years. I know law enforcement. I know about crime. And I know a con when I see one. And the effort on the part of the left, the liars and leakers, unfortunately, in our government, in the swamp, who are trying to take down a duly elected president of the United States.
1: I really like how you're willing to go so far as to call it a crime to try to bring down the president of the United States because I think there's way too many people out there who think that this is okay, that this is just natural, that the media is, quote, holding people accountable. This is not. This is way beyond that. This is a visceral reaction to a duly elected president who earned the right to be there. There's been no evidence of collusion. There's been no evidence of any wrongdoing, yet they continue to hammer this because they want to make him an illegitimate president, and it's because he is draining the swamp.
2: Uh, it, it, it is a crime. It is an anti-Trump conspiracy. And that's why I wrote the book, Liars, Leakers, and Liberals. It is uh, it is an analysis of what's going on in Washington, the effort on the part of the left, and the logos. Make some mistake, Carl. It doesn't matter what, what party you're in, whether you're Republican or Democrat. What matters is the fact that, uh, you know, you're either in the swamp or you're not. You're establishment or you're not. And so... The American people instinctively understood that, and that's why they elected an outsider to be president of the United States. And uh, the man that I know, and that you know, who you know, um, who is working every day in spite of the pushback uh, to try and make America great, again.
1: Yeah, it's a guy who could have retired on a beach with a margarita and chose to get uh, punched in the face every day by the liberal media. I mean, what a guy.
2: Yeah, you know, Carl, that's so true. I mean, I don't know anyone. The guy is a force of nature. Donald Trump is a force of nature. And I don't know anyone who could take the kids and uh, just keep moving and keep going. And, but the unfair part, and I talk about this in, in Liars, Lakers, and Liberals, is uh, what, they, what they've done to his kids, to his wife. Uh, that is the unfair part of what's gone on. It's never happened before, so i think about it. I mean, like, you're a veteran, you know, you know government, you know, you know, it, what we stand for, what the flag means, what the United States means and the Statue of Liberty, the people coming here from all the countries.
1: No doubt, for sure. And I have a very good friend, Johnny Walker, who is an Iraqi interpreter with me overseas. He comes to this country, he goes through the painful immigration process, given more than most American citizens will ever give, and he still believes that you have to do it the legal way.
2: You know, we're law and order, but not anymore. The globalists want to open the borders; they want they need to come in. The only problem is, it's going to pay for it. And uh, the the book does an analysis also of what Donald Trump has done for America—the good stuff that the press isn't talking about. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm I'm excited about the book coming out, going out, and talking about it.
1: I'm very excited. I pre-ordered mine. Uh, Liars, Leakers, and oh, Liberals okay. with Janine Pirro. So. Um, I I think this is something that you know a lot of people too out there are just afraid to call someone out. They're afraid to call someone a liar. You've never been afraid. I've been on your show. You've never been afraid to call out anybody, which is what I love so much about you. And you know, you, you go on these networks. I, I I've done a lot of CNN and MSNBC back in the day, and sometimes they, these people come back with a statistic from a source, and you you just want to tell them they're a liar, and few people will do that outside yeah. of you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You well, know, on my show Justice, uh, which is on Saturdays nine o'clock, uh i on Fox, the only network opening. worth yeah, watching on, on Fox <laughs> Fox News Channel. Um, I do an open every week and I've been doing it for years. And initially, Carl, I thought that I would be talking about crime, which is my wheelhouse. Uh, and then I realized there's more crime going on in Washington than there is in criminal courtrooms across the country. So uh am I afraid to close them yeah. house You know, uh, if you want to tell me I'm wrong, I'm happy to listen. I really am. Yeah, but bring the facts. I back my my allegations with evidence. It's what I know as a prosecutor. It's what I do best. And I think we've seen something play out in this country that we've never seen before. And that is uh, the hurt that's going on in the FBI and the Department of Justice at the very top. Uh, and Americans instinctively knew that uh, it was something wrong, but I don't think they ever comprehended how bad it was.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, you talked yeah. about law and order, and you talked about your time as a prosecutor and as a judge and things like that. You know, I, I mean, did you, I'm sure you watched the Peter Strzok trial, or the uh, the hearing, and I want to just briefly get in, like, walk me through this contempt hearing, that, or the contempt charge that is a possibility right now. Like, what does that mean? How does that play out for Peter Strzok?
2: Well, you know, there's talk of contempt in Congress, uh, but you may recall, Carl, that Eric Holder was held in contempt over Fast and Furious. That was a real hoot because it didn't matter. You know, there are several ways you can hold someone in contempt, and um, um, one of the most significant, of course, is referring something to the Department of Justice and having them follow through with actual criminal charges. Well, certainly, Eric Holder wasn't going to be charged. He was the head of the Department of Justice when he was held him in contempt. Uh, and I believe the same will happen now. I think the one thing call all uh, that we need to do, if some of these people are held in contempt, because no one's going to prosecute them, there's no one at the helm in the Department of Justice who is doing anything that is in any way just.
1: But this is why Donald Trump was elected is because people are so sick and tired of this crap. People in these bureaucratic positions, they smile and nod and, and barely do anything and the things they do do are to self-enrich themselves or policies that don't have any positive effect on anybody but their own existence. Right.
2: Uh, their effort right now in the Department of Justice is to cover for years of an incestuous kind of criminality where Rob does and, and McCabe and Comey and company and Brennan and Clapper. And I talk about all this in my book, uh, you know, did what they could to protect each other, protect Hillary. uh, And, and, you know, so nothing is going to happen. And that's the most distressing part. Um, Not one that, you know, nobody picked this guy Rosenstein. Uh, There's got to be someone who is actually interested in pursuing justice. And that is not going to happen. I mean, uh, until this all uh, that Mueller investigation ends.
1: But this is why, again, why he's elected president because we, the little guy, are so sick and tired of being stomped on and nobody being held accountable and nobody caring about what we think. And uh, I mean, for instance, like I'm the little guy. I go down to the the train station with my parking pass in my window, and I still get a ticket. And I have to make multiple trips down to town hall to solve the problem, even though it's not my fault whatsoever. This is the bureaucratic mess that we're in. We want somebody held accountable, you know. Uh, but these guys, but, the, but these guys—I mean, this, this, is, this, is, this is this is this is what the little guy like me goes through every day, and that's why we elected President Trump, is because we wanted someone to say, "Enough is enough." Enough with the BS. Right. Let, let, let's 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 yep. have some accountability, and you know, it, it's happening, but it's happening so slowly. It's so painful. And I mean, like, what do you? What's your what's your thought process? What's the outcome of Peter struck and all be all?
2: Well, Well, I think the outcome of it all, and and I'm just going to end with this, is that, um, you know, they'll continue uh, to get away with what they've gotten away with. Uh, But with the 2018 elections coming up, Carl, I really believe that the American people are fed up. And I think the 2018 elections, although historically would go to the other party in the first uh, term of a president, uh, I think it's going to shock a lot of people. I don't think it's going to happen the way... It, it normally does, and that is that the Democrats would win. Uh, and p- the President has suggested he's one you get in 2020, uh, and I think that, uh, you know, this is a long-term process to get the swamp out of Washington, but if anyone can do it, Donald Trump can.
1: There you have okay? it, Judge Janine All li- right, Liars, Leakers, and Liberals. Thank you very much. Thank you, Carl. Good to be with you. Have, have a great one. So you guys just heard that interview with Judge Janine and I think it bears reaction. So, you know, I wanted to bring in a very good friend of mine, fellow whiskey patriot, Kyle Reyes. How are you?
0: Good, Carl. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Oh, no problem. Now, you've just got something going on here that is something to do with patriotism, booze, and America.
0: <laughs> we just did the soft launch of the New Whiskey Patriots platform, which is a home for all of these patriotic Americans who understand that all of a sudden, civil discourse is dead. And so we are resurrecting that opportunity for
1: America. So it's like a safe space for Republicans. I, you know, it's a place that we can actually have
0: conversations again oh, the, without
1: shouting each other down. The free exchange of ideas that was once protected by the Constitution? It, it was once protected until we had social media, right? Yeah, I know, right? But trust me, hashtag been there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so um you know kyle I, I brought you on because you know obviously you're doing great things you're all over the country you're just down in uh, virginia um speaking at a what was it the young republicans uh young america foundation young america foundation so you're speaking down there you're all over the country doing amazing things um you know to your detriment you're a good friend of mine um but i wanted to play you know the you know moments after I did this interview I wanted to play the view clip and then I just you know I, I want to talk about it because it, you, you mentioned shouting down but this is this is, listen listen to this real quick
2: Certainly going here's, to get here's my day. question you for you, you here's my drunk question drunk for you because you talk about you, you talk
3: about, I am not judged. nobody no, is, I, no, oh yeah did you just point at me yeah yes. listen I don't have Trump oh, derangement God. let me tell you what I have okay I have a lot of I'm tired of people starting a conversation with Mexicans or liars and rapists. I'm tired of people starting a conversation about this country. Listen, I'm 62 years old. There have been a lot of people in office that I didn't agree with, but I have never, ever seen anything like this. I've never seen anybody whip up such hate. I've never seen anybody be so dismissive. And I... Clearly, you don't watch the show, so you don't know that I don't suffer from that. What I suffer from is the inability to figure out how to fix this. That's my issue. But one of the things that you talk about a lot, and I'm curious about it, is the deep state. How long has the deep state been there, and who's running it?
2: Well, the, the, I want to answer your question because you get you had to ask me a question. You had your I, opening statement which was how horrible it is. that Donald
3: Trump no, is talking no, no, about all what you, of no, these I'm people. Sorry, you know Fanny, what, that's I think what, is what you horrible? said. What but you know you what's, what's horrible it, it, when it was should okay. be here end it's, up
2: murdering the children of American
3: citizens. You know what's horrible? What's when, horrible, when horrible when the president is of the United States whips up people to beat the hell out of people. No. Say goodbye.
1: You know that is something to me whoopi Goldberg she was accused of of having trump derangement syndrome, which she does <laughs> unequivocally I mean wouldn't you agree
0: absolutely? Um, yeah, well, I mean, Carl, hang on a second. Here's something that we have to point out. She said, you know, she was talking about people starting conversations with Mexicans are liars. I want to point out that I think Whoopi Goldberg is a liar because she did say if Trump were elected president, she was going to move to Canada. So I, that's a fair starting point, I would say.
1: Well, well played, sir. And don't we know some people that are raising some money to buy plane tickets for him? Well, yeah. I mean,
0: every penny from the sales of the Whiskey Patriot shirts go into a fund for all of those celebrities who said that they were going to move to Canada if he were elected. Which, obviously, they're not going to take us up on that. So we're using all that money to fly wounded police officers and veterans to Connecticut to be on behind the uniforms. I like uh, the shameless
1: plug there. Thanks for that. Yeah, your your toxic masculinity is offending me, actually, um, and your shameless <laughs> love for America. Now, I, I but I want to go back <laughs> to this. Like, so obviously, Trump derangement syndrome. No matter what Trump does, no matter what he does. Um, Whoopi goldberg is is uh, objects to it and but the thing is is that we saw at the very end there is the thing we were talking about the shouting down it's like you ask judge janine a question and then as soon as she started to answer she literally got to saying i want to answer your question and all of a sudden Whoopi goldberg started to shout her down and the issue with that is she was like she in the simultaneous sentence in you know, the same sentence she said i i'm you know i don't know what to do. I don't know how. The way you learn is you listen. God gave you one mouth and two ears because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. So don't shout her down because she's about to give you an answer. I mean, what is going on here?
0: You know, Carl, can we look at something a little bit different here, though? So so the obvious component is that you her down. The more subtle component is what was happening from the audience. It reminds me of watching uh, Tim Allen on Home Improvement Growing Up, where there would be a line that they would then hit the audience laugh. And what concerns me is that we have stacked the deck against conservative viewpoints and true conservative values at least being expressed by not just shouting them down, but making sure that we are stacking the deck against the member or the guest who's coming on the show.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, look, if you're a guest on The View, it's not because you love Trump. Um, of course. Yeah. And like, if you're a panel, like, look, there are zero people, like Anna Navarro was on that panel. I mean, like, you know, Meghan McCain is no friend of President Trump. Yeah. I mean, it's like Judge Janine. look, she can hold her own. Definitely. But she knew like that that was going to be a fight. Like there was going to be a fight. And to me, I just, my problem is, is they have her on the show and all they want to do is they want to say their piece with her present and not let her speak. It's like, don't have somebody on the show. Like, when I have somebody on this show, like, I I have liberals coming on, and I have liberals scheduled, and I want to hear what they have to say. I want them to do the talking, to present to me, sell me, because if I'm wrong about something, I want to know.
0: Well, listen, the good judge was a threat coming on the show to begin with. She was a threat to Whoopi. She was a threat to everybody else because she is a smart, smart woman who loves – country. And so anytime you are up against what in this case could only be perceived as an adversary and you can't fight back with logic and reason and legalese, then the only option that you have is to shut them down.
1: Yeah. Say goodbye. And then she goes She cuts to commercial. I mean, when you cut to CNN did that to me once, when you cut to commercial, it means you have lost the argument. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, hundred percent. I, I would chalk this one up as a win for the good judge. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, look, the, the publicity she got out of it was over. I mean, she probably sold a hundred thousand books because of that. So she, you know, Whoopi, <laughs> Whoopi talked about the deep state and, you know, who's in charge? How long has it been there? Deep state's been there forever. It's just been appeased because no matter who's in presidency, it's always been a political pawn That that, you know, the consultants and the people like the bureaucrats, they know they're not threatened, Trump actually threatens the bureaucrats and the, the bureaucracy is the deep state it's one and the same Correct.
0: I mean, listen, the question of whether or not there is a deep state is, is its not even being disputed, by and large, anymore, because it's known that it's there. What is being disputed is the role that it plays in this whole resist movement and the role that it plays in brazen attacks against our president and against our nation. But we're at the point where it's not even being denied that it exists anymore. And I don't know if that's an exciting thing or a terrifying thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember early on the deep state was this mythological thing laughed at by liberals. Now they're like, mm, yeah, mm. They, you know, they don't even care anymore, so they, they just go with it. But um, this is—I mean, this is playing. This deep state thing is actually playing to a Republican lean for the House and Senate in 2018.
0: Absolutely. Now, listen, the whole reason that President Trump was elected was because Americans were sick and tired of the garbage. And you and I are both seeing the whole walk away movement begin to spread. And I have people that were lifelong Democrats that have never voted Republican until Trump, who are coming out and saying, I will never vote Democrat again. I mean, we saw this... Right after he threw his hat in the ring, I was sitting in a bar next to a guy wearing a union hat who had voted Democrat every single election since he turned 21 years old, which is when he said he started voting. And he he turned around and said, listen, I'm voting for this guy because he gets it. He's done with the crap. That's a pretty powerful statement. And to be seeing that in mass, to see people rising up saying, you know what, this whole resist movement is ridiculous. We need to come together as Americans. We need to find that common ground again. We need to be able to to sit there with our neighbor and have a little bit of civil discourse over a beer while the kids play. And social media and the mainstream media in a lot of cases has removed our ability
1: as Americans to do that. Right. The social anonymity and also the tough guy talk of not seeing someone face to face. You know, like I'm willing to have anybody on the show. I've invited... um, Andrew Kaczynski, the guy from CNN who published all that stuff on me, I haven't heard back from him in what's now been. I'm, I'm shocked that you haven't heard back from him. On yeah, that. I know, weird. It's almost like like you know, I'm not going to fight the guy. I just want I want to talk to him and they're like look, he won that round. I'm I'm willing to give him that. You know, I resigned yeah. and but I you know like they so to date he has not um, he's not responded. But I you know I've reached out to a lot of liberals and a lot of guys are like you know yeah actually Carl, I'd love to uh, I'd love to come on your program. So hopefully we can have a dialogue rather than a shout down, but we'll see.
0: Carl, we've had hundreds of people in the last week alone sign up for the Whiskey Patriots newsletter who have sent in messages saying, I am a liberal Democrat from Massachusetts, from California, from Florida, you name it, and saying, I'll send you these emails. It's mind-blowing. Just saying, I'm done. Enough is enough. We need to find that common ground again. And so I think that what you're doing here with the show is a tremendous opportunity. Uh, I mean, listen, you've dealt with some demons in the past, and you've come out stronger And better and your patriotism carries you forward and will propel the show
1: forward i think it's tremendous brother well thanks man i appreciate it and uh we'll we'll keep everybody posted on what's going on with whiskey patriots and uh you know we'll we'll get you back on here we'll talk more sounds good man right on brother thanks this is something that is worth talking about further is the midterm elections are usually a benchmark to go to the to, to the side other than the person who holds the presidency in their first term. And we saw it with Barack Obama. We've seen it before in other presidencies. But, you know, I've worked in D.C. and I've been there. I was with America First and the PAC over there. And we talked about all this stuff every day in the office. And inside the beltway— you have this enormous concern by republicans that oh my gosh we're going to lose the house and all these seats are gone and this and, that. and some of those seats yes yeah, some some of that they are right but you know now that i'm out of dc most of the time i'm going around the country talking to these people talking to to normal folks in districts that were allegedly going to lose to the to the left and it's not the case i i don't find people in those districts that are voting Democrat. And this is the same thing when we were in Pennsylvania, right before the 2016 elections, we drove through the whole state of Pennsylvania. We saw no Hillary signs all the way across the state I mean, none. It was Donald Trump signs, Donald Trump bumper stickers, Donald Trump everything. And this is what the, the pollsters, the pundits, the media folks, everybody got it wrong because they didn't understand the heart of the American people because they're so stuck in the DC beltway thinking Of, you know, this guy's an unconventional candidate. Well, sometimes unconventional works. As a Navy SEAL, I fought unconventional warfare. And the reason we were so effective is because of that. And that's exactly what he did. He waged a guerrilla war on politics. And he got there. And the same thing now. You're seeing more and more candidates come out. Um, that are running unconventional campaigns that are willing to say a little bit more than what might be proper or considered okay back in 2014. Because people are willing to make waves now. The the left has pushed so far, so far to the left, and they've gone to this progressive socialist agenda, which is, I mean, keep in mind, folks, we fought the Cold War, you know, a couple decades ago. It's not even that long ago. And people were thrown in jail for even uttering the word communism. Now you have this Cortez woman in New York running it that unseated a long-term standing uh, uh, Democrat. It, 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 was, it, was, it was a shocking defeat by this young woman. And then she went on an interview after that and admitted to not having much knowledge to the geopolitical atmosphere. But these are the people that the, the left is putting diversity over qualifications time and time again. And I it, to be honest, go ahead, go ahead. It doesn't bother me. You do it all you want because I, I think that gives us a stronger base as Republicans because we're running on Donald Trump's record. We're running on the fact that Donald Trump has made America great again and is continuing to do record unemployment or you know record low unemployment. You have record uh, job growth. You have record uh, people coming off food stamps. You have uh, record stock market growth. You have jobs pouring back into the country from overseas. And Republicans are running on that issue. We're actually running on the president's agenda. And the left, what, what, they're, they're running against it. They're running against progress. They're running against everything he's done, despite good or bad. And all they can say is, well, Russia, Russia, Russia. And, um, you know, we need to be, you know, more more cordial, simultaneously attacking people and their families. This is some, this this midterm election will be historic. This will be the barometer. And I still don't think the Democratic insiders will get it. But this, let let the 2018 elections be a lesson to those in politics, because I think that we need to understand that the the, the whole atmosphere and the whole landscape for political um, political growth has, has completely changed because of Donald Trump. I and mean, this is a one man who, you know, prior to being elected changed the new york city city skyline and then once he was elected he literally changed the entire geopolitical landscape what he has done in helsinki what he has done with the with nato what he has done with our you know our allies and our adversaries has been landmark landmark everybody said he couldn't do north korea well guess what they're sitting at the table and now they're committed to denuclearization now i know the left is going to say well or the mainstream media says well he hasn't done anything yet and we're we're waiting to see how it turns out yes Wait to see how it turns out. But in the meantime, he's working towards a solution. And when I see any Democrat out there void of any actual principles and any actual you know, understanding or proposals to fix the problem other than resist, 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 I don't see that as a winning strategy. And 2018, I think is going to be, I don't want to say a landslide, but I, I the Republicans are definitely going to keep the House. We're definitely going to keep the Senate. I think we're going to pick up seats in the Senate but i mean you look at for the first time ever i'm i'm in connecticut i'm i'm born and raised here You know, some districts in Connecticut could be in play with the proper candidate. And why? It's because the state's going downhill with Dan Malloy and the Democratic policies. I mean, and there's no solutions that they've put forward. We've had the liberal policy. I mean, look, Connecticut had for the longest time and still now has all five congressmen Democrat, both senators Democrat, the governor Democrat, lowest, you know, Dan Malloy is one of the lowest ranked Democrat or governors ever on either side and we have a net loss of 8,000 families that are going and being recruited by places like Florida, Texas, pro-job, you know, low-income tax places, the liberal policies are starting to crack. They're starting to lose traction, and people are starting to realize. Now, inside the Beltway, for some odd reason, the high po- high-powered political consultants say that this is what we need to do, this is what we're going to push the left into. Let me give you Democrats, a, a bit of advice. Define your platform. And I'm actually holding the Democratic Party platform that I printed off from democrats.org. And the number one thing they have on their platform is raise workers' wages. That's the number one thing. The number one thing on their website is raising workers' wages. Well, guess what? President Trump has done that. So shouldn't you be applauding that rather than criticizing him for every way he's done it? The next thing they have on there is Create good paying jobs. I I mean, those are pretty much the same thing, but building 21st century infrastructure. Dude, Donald Trump is proposing infrastructure, a trillion dollar infrastructure thing, because he understands, as a builder, you need to rebuild this country. And so, again, another thing that the Democrats agree with, but will never campaign. Instead of coming to the table and saying, yes, you know what, we agree on this, let's get it done, they just resist him on literally everything. It is unbelievable. The next thing down is fostering a manufacturing renaissance. Keep in mind, this president has brought more manufacturing jobs back to America than anyone else. any Anyone, to, to my knowledge. So, you know, I, I see that. Stop playing party lines here. You guys are on the same page. The same page. Get on board. You may win an election. Consider this free advice. You may actually win an election. If you go along with the good things Donald Trump has done, the next thing is promoting, well, there's a couple lines down, but promoting fair trade um, and benefit that benefits the American workers That, that, I mean, again, this is one of the keystone platforms of Donald Trump is, you know, benefiting the American workers and free trade. So you go through this party platform, I encourage everybody to, to get on the, um, Get on the Democrats.org website and look at this for yourself. And you wonder what this party is doing. You know, I, I've, for the life of me, I can't understand what they're running on. And, you know, I, I would encourage Democrats to come across the aisle on certain things. Look, you don't have to agree with President Trump on everything. Okay? You can support the things that he's winning on. It would be a, a phenomenal strategy, actually. Support the things that he is doing that are successful for the American people, and you might win an election. But if you don't, it, you're tearing the country apart at, at its fi- fabric. It's not good. They're not running on the things they say on their platform. I mean, they've, I guess they're running on, you know, wealth redistribution, state controlled or free healthcare, open borders, and, you know, this foreign policy of appeasement, and resistance. That's literally it. That's their platform. So, you have the Nancy Pelosi's, who's actually, you know, been kind of unseated by uh, Maxine Waters as the leader of their party. Can you imagine that? The leader of the Democratic Party is Maxine Waters. This is good news for Republicans. But you know, the the irony of this is that the what they're pushing that people into is 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 essentially socialism or communism. That's the, that's their platform. I mean, you have the Bernie Sanders. And the, um, the Cortezes and, and these people pushing the fact that we can, you know, America can somehow do it right. Every other country has failed. Every other country has historically failed on socialism. But guess what? We, we Democrats, we, we we know how to do it and we're going to do it right. Um, so never mind that it's never worked. So... You can even look here in America where they've tried to impose these policies. I mean, look, the, the mayor of San Francisco the other day was complaining that there's feces in the street from other homeless people. Well, guess what? I tweeted this out. You know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. If you encourage homeless people, just like Seattle has, they're having a serious problem with it. Seattle had to pass a head tax in order to start paying for all the homeless people. And a bunch of jobs were like, mm, nah, we're going to leave because businesses didn't want to pay head taxes so that homeless people can live on the street corner. You know the other thing they the, the next thing that Democrats have is the state controlled health care. They they are they are attacking President Trump on state controlled health care. They say, well, he's repealing the Affordable Care Act, and people have a right to health. No, people don't have a right to health care. People have a right to pursue health care, but they don't have a right to have it paid for. You don't have you don't you don't have the right to have someone pay for something for you. That's, that's not how it works. I have the right to keep and bear arms, but that doesn't give me the right to get firearms on behalf of other, you know, with other people paying for them. The government doesn't give me firearms, even though that's a, a right written into the Constitution. You have a right to pursue it. Now, they, you know, Barack Obama, he said, you know, we're going to redo, you know, you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your plan. We, You know, we're going to save as you know as, by as much as $2,500 per family per year. It, it, these are promises made by Barack Obama, one of the slickest politicians of all time. And they, they ran on that. That was his legacy. And it was disassembled you know, within a year of Donald Trump coming into office. But the, it, it doesn't work. When Barack Obama put the ACA into effect, prices jumped. Doctors jumped ship. They wanted out. They didn't want to deal with this. It's not sustainable. So again, another po- pillar of the Democratic platform that they're actually running on is something that has historically failed. It doesn't work. You know, this open borders pillar where, oh, we're going to get rid of ICE. I mean, people are legitimately protesting ICE. I have never in my life seen people protest the way they have against an agency that just last week removed dozens of criminals, MS-13 members, you know, people who had significant felony records. They're removing these people from neighborhoods, yet they're being protested as somehow the bad guy. Guess what? ICE is here to protect U.S. citizens. And I, when you when you protest that, when you protest literally protecting U.S. citizens, I don't know what to say to you. And the American people, I don't care what any consultant tells you. The American people are tired of this trap. You have a small faction, maybe 10, 15% that's like, yeah, let's get rid of ICE, rah, rah, rah. But you know what? They scream so loud, but that doesn't mean they have the numbers. They definitely won't have them at the voter box. I, I, the... Amnesty doesn't work. It, it you can't have people just pouring into your country and have no skin in the game. I, I see this as as a losing battle for them. I think it's going to come back to bite them, and it, we've we've seen it time and time again where you know an illegal immigrant will come back into the country three, four, five times, like with with Kate Steinle, and and you you have a tragedy like this. Folks, we need to rationalize this. We need to remove emotion and start thinking logically and rationally. Uh, you know, stop taking everything in the context of political talking points and look at the facts. Illegal immigration is what we're trying to rep- stop. We're not. We're we're, we're not anti-immigrant on, on the Republican side. We're not. We're anti-illegal immigration. We want to know who's coming here, why they're coming here, and what their intentions are. That's all. So, I would encourage my colleagues over on the left to adopt more appropriate policies, more reasonable policies and say, hey, look, we got to put America first. America's got to come first. It's, it's almost like they're representing, you know, other countries south of the border because their policies are, are not for Americans. They don't help Americans. They help people outside of this country who are trying to come here illegally. I'd love to help everybody in the world. I really would, but we can't. We have to put America first and we have to embrace the fact that Donald Trump is trying to do that. You don't have to agree with him on everything. I'm not telling Maxine Waters to get up on her stage and say, oh, I suddenly agree with President Trump. That's not going to happen. But I do encourage her to be a little bit more rational about it and look at things from a perspective of, you know, I mean, her, her district is a disaster. Look at it from the perspective that he's making things better. Then you don't have to agree with him on everything. But I would ask you to keep an open heart, open mind, and look at the good things he's doing. Forget the talking points, forget the talking heads, forget the Wolf Blitzers and the Anderson Coopers. Just focus on the fact that America is better now than it was two years ago. And if we can agree on that, that's a start. Folks, thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate it. Follow me at Carl Higby on Twitter. This is Liberty and